Welcome to the Better Life Podcast. I'm April. Glad you're here today. If you haven't subscribed, I would love for you to do it today and hit that notification bell. Every week we're adding more videos. I think you're going to like it. Let's talk about worry. How we can stop worrying so much throughout the day. Because let's face it, there is so much we can worry about. You know, if we let our mind think about the things that we're thinking about, we get worried about our family, our finances, our future, where we're going to live, how we're going to pay bills, and the list goes on and on and on. Why? Because there's so much we can worry about if we allow our mind the liberty to do so. Worry is torment. Worry is allowing those tormenting thoughts, those disturbing thoughts to take precedence in your mind. Worry means that you're giving way to anxiety, to unease. You're allowing your mind to dwell on difficulties or troubles. Hey, we've all been there. We've all done it. Worry can take its toll on your life, your mind, and your body. Worry definitely takes the life out of life. Worry doesn't change the situation but it does change you. It causes you to be frustrated or irritable or grouchy, grumpy, maybe to be filled with hopelessness or negative. It causes us to be nervous and fearful and doubtful and anxious and concerned and uneasy, etc., etc. Someone said this, worry is the interest paid in advance on a debt you may never owe. Worrying stops you from enjoying life. And y'all, God has promised us that abundant life. We're supposed to be able to enjoy our days. See, worry takes away today's joy. Worry gets you nowhere, and worrying will never change the outcome. Corey Tim Boom said, Worrying is carrying tomorrow's load with today's strength. Oh, that's good. It's moving into tomorrow ahead of time. Worrying doesn't empty tomorrow of its sorrow. It empties today of its strength. How many times have we worried about things that have never happened in our life? I think about my daughter, Eliana. She's a pilot. Before she was a pilot, she worked around planes. She did bags. She did everything. She directed planes coming in. She was constantly around planes and around the loud noise, so she had to have a regular hearing test. One time she went in for the hearing test, and she was telling me all about it, how she sat in the booth, and she would raise her hand when she heard the beeps. And she said for about a minute, she heard nothing. <laughs> she immediately thought, oh my goodness, I'm, I'm going deaf. I can't hear anything. She got so worried, and rightfully so. Then the instructor came in, called her out of the booth, and told her, hey, I'm sorry, I forgot to tell you that the test was over about a minute ago. In her mind, those thoughts began, they started, they were creating a scenario of something that wasn't actually true. She had the outcome already figured out in her mind. Worry began to fill her thoughts. We've all done that. Sometimes we have to stop thinking so much. We'll create a problem that wasn't even there in the first place. Mark Twain said, I've had a lot of worries in my life, most of which never happened. Your mind believes everything you feed it. When you feed it fear, it will, be, it will begin to magnify that fear. That fear will begin to grow in your mind and in your thoughts. That's why we have to feed our mind hope and life and faith and encouragement and love and happiness and joy. 
and remind it of what God's Word says. That's what it will believe. What happens when we worry is almost like we forget everything that God has already done for us. See, worry blurs out our memory. It takes precedence over every good thing that God has ever done. Worry basically says, God, I don't think you can do this. That's why you have to take control and start remembering the right things. Every time your mind wants to wonder and worry about something negative, replace it with something positive that has happened in your life. Something like this, God, I thank you that you brought me through this before, and I thank you that you'll bring me through again. I thank you that you're concerned about what I'm concerned about. I thank you that you're concerned about what I'm going through. I thank you for your faithfulness in my life. And then stop dwelling on it. Stop worrying about what could go wrong and think about what is right in your life right now. Some things that we worry about are real. In fact, I can think about my mom. My mom was worried about dying because she had been diagnosed with cancer. She was very sick. You know the story. She looked like death. She felt like death. And what's so interesting is this. What came out of her mouth wasn't fear and worry. It was gratitude. It was faith. It was strength. It was hope. And it was life. Sure, she battled with the worry in her mind. But she was very careful and very strategic about what came out of her mouth. Worry was there. She had every right to worry. She knew that the Bible said, death and life are in the power of the tongue. She knew that the words she spoke became the house that she lived in. She didn't want to fill her mind or her house or her environment with worry. She knew, now listen to this, she knew she couldn't focus on what the doctor said. She couldn't focus on how bad she felt. She couldn't focus on the little time that they said she had left. She purposely focused on the life that she had. I'd hear her saying, God, I thank you that I'm alive today. I thank you for the beautiful sunrise. I thank you for my family. I thank you that I woke up today. I can only imagine what it would have been like if she focused on the worry If she woke up every day worried and speaking out that worry, what if she said things like, I don't think I'm going to live. I'm in so much pain. I'm afraid. I wonder if I'll wake up tomorrow. See, it would have been a completely different atmosphere in our house. But my mom was determined to create a life-giving, hope-filled, God-centered world. You may say, April, I haven't done that. I failed. I've said the wrong things. That's okay. We've all done that. The important thing is that you take control today. Instead of focusing on the fact that the doctor said she had a few weeks to live, you know what mama did? She focused on and declared life. See, that's what we have to do. Instead of focusing on the wrong, we have to begin to focus on the right. I was there. I watched this whole scenario. I witnessed it. Our house wasn't filled with fear. It wasn't filled with that sense of death. We weren't waiting for mama to die. We were watching her faith in action. We were witnessing her live. She created an atmosphere of life in the midst of what should have been death. See, folks, the reality is you determine your environment. You know, I've got to say that again. You determine your environment. You really do. If you speak worry, your house becomes filled with tension and fear. Everyone can feel it. 
If you speak frustration and unhappiness, your house is going to be a house of frustration and unhappiness. But if you choose to speak life in spite of worry, things change for the better. If you don't believe me, just try it. Now, what do I mean by that? Decide today that your house is going to be one of peace, one of joy, of laughter, a house of solutions and not problems, a house of mercy. Now, does that mean that you're denying any challenges that come up along the way? No, it's not about denying reality. It simply means you're choosing to set the tone in your house. Decide today to set the tone. Don't magnify the challenges. Don't talk about all of the problems. Choose to work on finding solutions. Take ownership of your world. It may not make sense to anyone else, and that's okay, because anyone else is not paying your bills or living in your home or fighting your battles or facing your challenges. You mamas out there, take ownership. Instead of worrying, begin to speak life over your family and your situations that you face. Dads out there, take ownership and use your words to bring faith and hope and life to your family. My dad used to say, don't use your words to describe your situation. Use your words to change your situation. What you think about takes root, and what you water begins to grow. If you water worry, worry is going to grow. If you water life, life will get better. The scripture says in Proverbs 12, 25, worry weighs a person down, but an encouraging word cheers a person up. Sometimes you have to be your own cheerleader. Cheer yourself up. If you change the way you look at things, the things you look at will change. So be proactive about bringing the right tone into your environment. And then don't just wish for things to change. Pray for things to change. If you have time to worry, you have time to pray. Worry takes the place of prayer, or prayer takes the place of worry. Y'all, I'm going to choose to pray. Philippians 4, 6 says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Give God what you need and then thank Him for all He has done. Pray that God gives you peace. Pray the promises of God. Remind yourself of His faithfulness in the past. Declare what His Word says over your life. Remember to be thankful for all He has already done. So today, when life gives you every reason to worry, decide what kind of life you want. Do you want a life of worry and anxiety and fear? Or do you want a life of faith and positivity and hope? If you want that life of faith, then remain calm. Give your worries to God, act like His Word is true, and trust in Him. Turn your worries into prayers and look for God to be faithful in your life. Stop worrying. God hasn't failed you yet, and He's not about to fail you now. You can do this. You got it. I believe in you. Let's worry less. Let's take the joy on. Let's choose to be happy, and let's have a great day. Hope you've enjoyed it today. Until this time next week, have an amazing day.